0: Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of the Excel Beyond Excellence podcast with your girl Abby and I'm so glad you could join me in today's conversation. Today I want to talk about debt and how we can manage our debt. I know it's a topic that not many people like to talk about. It's still seen as a taboo in our communities and just with people in general no one wants to talk about it but like I always say if you don't talk about it then how can you know better ways to improve it and clear it as fast as you can and so I just want to talk about it, what what a debt is, how we can manage our debt and how can we clear our debt as effective and as quickly as possible because we know that these things are backed by interest rates that can really eat you up. Um, So let's just dive into these episodes. Now I actually just want to talk about some statistics right and according to the money charity Website, the average credit card debt per household is £1,962. The total um, unsecured debt per UK adult in February 21 was £3,724. Now, an unsecured debt um, is basically loans or, you know, money you've taken out that are not backed by collateral. So if you as a borrower um, are not able to keep up with your payment, and which means that you default on payment, then the the supplier or the lender may not be able to recover the money that they borrowed you because it's not attached to any um, assets as security and things like that, compared to a secured debt, um, which is like mortgages. Um, so obviously, you you've taken that money against the house and so if you're unable to keep up with your mortgage payments then they can take your house because you know they've used your house as collateral um and so that that is just the difference and so the statistics with that is just crazy to think that you know an average household um or the total unsecured debt per uk adult is three thousand pounds um Which at the same time is not shocking, especially because, you know, we are in a generation that likes this image gang. Um, And so, you know, you know, they got to do what they got to do. And as they're doing that, they are, you know, piling up on the loans, you know, to keep up with Instagram. But I hope if you're listening, you're not like those people. And you may also be thinking that, okay, maybe this is not for you. But you can actually start thinking about these things because it the the way the system is set up, you are automatically like thrown sometimes with these things and you don't really know the implications that it can have. And I'm talking about right from, you know, when you're going to university, for example, 18 years old, you're going, you now open a student bank account and you're given overdraft. Now overdraft is all fun and games until you have to pay it back. Okay. And that's how they entourage you with these student um, bank accounts where I know some people that have gotten 2K overdrafts as a student. And so if it's not easily, you know, managed and it's uh, maxed out, it can be a lot of money that you will need to pay because once you graduate, they now put interest rates on that where you have to pay. And so if you're not in a position where you can pay that back, what seemed like fun and games is now lingering over your head. Especially when you don't have an escape plan. So if you're a student, I also want you to think about this. Obviously, debt is such a big word, but it's a word that you need to be used to and familiarize yourself with that the money that they're giving you as overdraft is not free money. And that's why actually a lot of people, um, sometimes come out of university in debt because they took this overdraft as extra money as additional money to their student finance maybe because you know they weren't getting as much student finance which I understand because you know due to circumstances they have to actually um, use the overdraft however if that is your case then you need to also start thinking and putting measures in place in terms of um, in terms of how you can get out of that when, once you graduate. Um, because depending on the bank that you have, every bank has its own terms. Um, but depending, I think, you know, you, you have maybe the first year where you don't have to pay um, any interest. And then after that, once you graduate, you are um, paying interest. Again, I said it depends on your bank. So please research with your bank. Um, another thing um, that people fall into debt with is their car loans. So, um, you know, a lot of people don't want to get an old banger. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I was going to mention a, a type of car, but I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but, um, that's fine. You know, you want to go and finance a car and things like that. But in essence, it is a debt over your head, literally. Um, and I, I for one did take this route. Um, I, bought a car well can I say I bought a car basically the car that I got um was kind of financed um because but for me I needed I needed a new car and I needed a reliable car um especially because of the area that I live in and the lifestyle that I have um the buses and my lifestyle were not correlating if you can relate you understand how frustrating it is um maybe those living in London or in areas where public transport it's you know always forthcoming then you may not understand and so I had to um, get my car on finance to which I have managed to pay off before the term glory to God and and the it's actually crazy because I would have always been able to pay that off um, but I was always paying the minimum and to which I'm going to come back to it um, in a second um, as to why paying the bare minimum is not always the best thing so we've spoken about car loans the another thing is credit cards so credit cards um which has its pros and cons um a lot of emphasis sometimes is placed on the cons which is fair enough because people want you to be aware that it's not always just fun and games that sometimes ciao if you don't take care <laughs> you will fall into you know a downward spiral But credit cards, such as um, store cards, 0% interest, you know, people think, okay, you know, for 18 months, 0% interest. But actually, after those 18 months, my G, yeah, those interests are coming to hit you, okay? Um, And so it's crazy because, you know, these are the few things that I've mentioned that are actually debt that you take on. And a lot of us are saving, which is something that I was doing, um, you know, because of lack of knowledge, I was saving, and I was saving quite well. But I also had this debt, you know, over me, um, that I just thought that, you know, I'm paying the bare minimum, I'm paying the minimum, um, it's going, I'm paying every month. And so that is fine. Um, And I'm also saving because I had actually budgeted for the money to come out um, as an expense. And so I was still on my savings goal and I'm saving, I'm saving, I'm saving. And I don't know if I was listening to something or I just had an epiphany one day. And I thought, wait, this is actually very counterproductive. And hear me when I say it's counterproductive, because especially when the interest rates for a loan is higher than your saving rates, it is very counterproductive. Um In this season, we know that the Bank of England slashed the interest rates. Now, um at the time that I got a loan, interest rates were, you know, OK. They were quite, I wouldn't say high, high, but, you know, they were OK. They weren't how it was now. And so when I was saving, I was getting, you know, OK, you know, I was saving. It was a good interest rate at that time. But all but my interest rate for the debt was way higher. Right. And so I'm paying, you know, every month into the the debt to clear the debt but I'm also paying every month to save for the goals that I have and I realized that you know if you had £10,000 savings but you have an £8,000 debt then your net value your net worth is £2,000 literally you think you have 10k sitting at the bank you're like yeah I'm good but really and truly you only have 2k because the £8,000 is your debt And that is how it should be viewed, that your net worth is 2k because you have 10k in savings and 8k in debt. 10 minus 8, that, 10,000 minus 8,000 is 2,000. And I thought, hold up, I need to change that. Um, so the true question is, you know, should you be saving? whilst having a debt and you know it varies from circumstances you know so there isn't a clear-cut answer but it's definitely a good way to see and explore and just See, like what what can you do? Is this beneficial for you? Because then I realized that it was not beneficial for me, especially because I was in a position that I could pay off that debt. But I wasn't doing that. I was just paying the bare minimum because you know I just thought as long as I'm paying my debt, it's not affecting my credit score, I'm all good, and things like that. And actually for a while, I will do a whole nother episode on the credit scores, but for a while it made my credit score very stagnant, I believe. Um, because Every month we were saying no change, no change. Because I even feel that these um this they were probably thinking this girl is crazy because why does she have the amount that she could pay off the debt sitting in savings that is basically getting chicken change in terms of interest rates compared to the debt that is piling on interest um that she could just pay off. Um, especially like I said, keyword, I was in a position that I could and I wasn't. And so I I now adopted the mindset that even before I'm going to save and save properly, you know, once I've got my emergency fund, if there is any other debt that I have, then I clear it off immediately um, or as fast as I can so that the savings, so that my net worth is literally a true representation that, you know, um, savings minus debt um, would be my net worth. And so if your savings is, for example, £15,000 and your debt, is zero, then you know that you have 15,000 pounds, come rain, come shine. And so, um, like I said, it's not a one, you know, one size fits all kind of thing. But it's something that you should definitely think about, you know, and there, there is, you know, not currently, but there can be a case where maybe the, the interest rate of your debt, is much more lower than the interest rate of your savings and so in essence you're basically leveraging and taking the time to build up your savings so that in turn you can pay off your debt but in this economy right now I don't think that's possible unless maybe whoever your um, credit provider is kudos to you my g <laughs> but yeah um that is different and also I know that Um, there may be a time where people may take on uh, a loan or a debt as short term. So they may, so hear me out, they may take their debt as short term, um, short term debt, but because they have a plan to pay you off, um, they use that as leverage. And so once they get to acquire what they are going to acquire, then they're able to use that profit, let's say, quote unquote, to pay off the debt. Um, and so that is a way and an approach that a lot of people also take. Now I'm not talking about debt that you can leverage. I'm just talking about the first step, which is debt that you've got, you know, consumer debt because of car loan, credit cards, um, and payday loans, all kinds of personal loans, all types of loans, um, that people can take that can be detrimental if not taking care and if there is not a plan and how you can actually beat this and how you can actually plan for it, keyword plan and how to pay off the debt would be to first have a plan and once you have a plan you'll be able to tackle it head on. Um, don't be like me who was passive, um, just paying the bare minimum um as and when I could and, you know, just thinking, you know, oh, I can pay off in five years, like the terms that the the lenders give you. They say, oh, yeah, you pay £200 a month for five years. <laughs> and at the time, because you want it so bad, you're like, oh, yeah, that's decent. I can do £200 for five years. But you're not thinking, actually, I can do it in less time. Obviously, you have to look at the terms and conditions. But most times you are able to pay off faster, faster. Um, by chucking more money at it and now there are two ways that are quite popular it's not my concept um, but I feel like can help someone which is um number one is the debt snowball so if you're someone that has multiple debts you know you have your overdraft you have your credit card loans you have your car loan I don't know you have you know three four five types of different loans then a way to look at how you can tackle um, it first is you know seeing and noting down the lowest balance first yeah so if you know you have a 200 pound loan you have a 5000 pound loan you have a 10k loan you would look to quickly pay off the 200 pound loan then the 5000 pound loan then the 10000 pounds loan um and the reason why people do that is because they prefer incremental wins and it gives you know, it boosts your confidence because you feel that, yes, you're actually, you know, doing it. You're killing it. You're cutting down on your debt and it actually motivates you to keep going and then tackle on the big loan. Because sometimes when you have, you know, a big, a big, um, amount of debt staring at you, for example, 10,000 pounds, you're thinking, Jesus, when am I going to finish paying this amount? But when you actually start tackling the small ones, the small ones, the small ones, then before you know it, you'll get to the big one and you're literally snowballing, snowballing, snowballing. And before you know it, you have paid off the debt. The second way you can do it is called the debt. Avalanche and that is not looking at the balance, but looking at the interest and that you're paying the highest interest rate first. So sometimes, you know, you got 14.5%, then you got 5.9%, then you got 2.3%. You would tackle the highest order, you know, and make sure you pay that higher interest rate because then you actually save uh, much more in the long run um compared to the smaller one and so once you pay off the big ones you get to the middle one and you get to the smaller one and that can be seen as very efficient because you are paying less interest in the long run. Um So these are the ways um that are seen but I want to give you a, a these are the ways that are seen as ways that you can quickly and significantly reduce your debt um, but another thing that I want to tell you that worked for me was ensuring I had a standing order and that's how I was able to pay off uh I think I had let's say about £7,500 loan and I was able to pay that off in three years yes, and I was able to pay off a £7,500 loan in three years. And honestly, it could have been quicker if I just had the mindset or if I just had the information readily available to me because I was literally, I had no issues. I could have paid more with the bare minimum that I was paying every month. Uh, and that was because I had a standing order. So I set a standing order into that um, debt um account or whether it's a credit card, a loan or whatever you may have, a standing order of the amount that is agreed to be paid every month so if it's 200 pounds that is agreed to pay every month I've set a standing order of 200 pounds that is going off on the first of every month because you know after payday as soon as I get paid it gets taken and I have done I did this I don't have to worry about missing payment of having to default and which puts you in a different predicament in terms of affecting your credit score and just affecting your credit and your credit file so a standing order also, try and pay more than the minimum payments. This is where I I failed and I did not do this sooner. Um, I think I did it here and there, you know, when I had money left over every month. I would just be like, oh, let me just put it towards this. Um, but actually, if I actually stuck to it and even paid double or as much as I could, I would have cleared the debt faster. So, and and I would have had to pay lesser interest if I had paid it, because like I said, I was someone that had this, the amount of money that I owed in savings. And I just didn't want to touch my savings. I was like, I'm happy just paying the monthly payments. Nobody's chasing me for this money. But what I didn't realize is that I could have, you know, maybe cut my um, interest the money I was paying on top as interest in half. And so that is something that I want you to consider. Um, Speak to your provider if you cannot pay. This is something that I've told someone that came to me and opened up about their debt um, and how they defaulted. I I was urging them to speak to the provider. You know, listen, especially if it's unsecured debt, like I explained in the beginning, there is no collateral. But the impact that they have is that they will default you and it will affect your credit file. And so the best thing you can do is speak to them. The thing is, they do not buy. (laughs) They want their money okay and so they chances are that they're going to sit with you um, and speak to you and see how they can help you help them Literally, they're going to help you to help them because they want their money back. And so they're going to see how much money you can actually agree to to pay every month so that they get their money back and your credit file is not impacted. So please speak to them. They do not bite. Speak to the provider and have a, you know, a payment plan in place to ensure that they get their money back. Another thing that I want you to caution please don't take out more debt to pay your existing debt. Okay, I want to leave you with that. Don't go and take out another loan to pay off the loan, you know, but that's just a mess and you just go into, you snowball into something that you don't even want to do and then it's harder to, you know, bring yourself back out of it. So that is what I want you to leave. That is what I want to leave with you today. These are the things that I wish I had done or had known sooner because honestly, I would have probably been able to pay off my loan maybe half the time that I did. Now, I'm so glad that I still had... um time to go. But I was like, you know what, enough is enough. Um, and I just paid it off. And I've been free ever since. And it's such a good feeling. And I want you to experience the same. So I hope you took something away from this episode. And I hope you enjoyed. If you did, hit me up. Let's talk. If there's something else that worked for you that you want to share, then please feel free and let me know because we are always learning and we are learning from each other. So please share. Don't be selfish with your knowledge. (laughs) And I also, before I leave you, I want to remind you about the Money May Money May Personal Finance Workshop is a two-day workshop. Please register. It's going to be amazing. We are going to be talking about a wide range of topics concerning personal finance, savings, spending. We can talk about debt if you have questions about debt. Let's just gather, let's come together online and just talk about personal finance and let's get our acts together. So if you haven't already done so, also invite a friend, someone you feel that will benefit from this and let's get a conversation going. Thank you for joining this episode. I hope you enjoyed. Um, leave a rating, a comment, a review, share it with your following, share it with your loved ones, um, and someone that you believe that can you know, benefit from it and if you want to start a conversation with someone especially concerning debt send them this podcast and then you know spark a conversation from it and hopefully you will be able to glean from each other with that being said thank you and I pray that God blesses you to live an abundant and a meaningful life remember to excel beyond excellence